imagine if there was a vial of clear liquid that you could drop into anything that you were about to eat or drink and it would just make it taste phenomenal that that's is called msg <laughs> that's, that's what that's you're not wrong <laughs> <laughs> I am your host, Jason Lafferty. I'm your host, Dylan Dentremont. We are two dudes who review books. Good morning. my. Good morning. My How's it going, my dude? Uh, it's going great. It is going great. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, a lazy, a lazy weekend, but it's going great. You know, well, but it, like I found that the spring forward sundays oh, yeah. like right always kind of a a little a little hard on the old schedule in fact my, my wife got home uh real late last night uh her and my oldest daughter went out to the theater like like a a, a musical like when um, you say theater they went to a rave did they rave? <laughs> <laughs> not quite not this time oh, not, that, not, that was last week. different yeah okay. different um, but she got up this morning uh, and was so confused. She was like, yeah. why is it so late? What? How did I not even get up? And I was like, it's spring forward. And she's like, yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Yes. Spring, spring forward. It is. It is hard. It, you know, I, someone told me that this is supposed to be the last uh, daylight savings here. It may well be. Yeah. Up in Washington. But mm-hmm. uh, then someone else told me that the federal government has to actually throw in their opinion on it so yeah we'll we'll see if it happens or not but Mm -hmm. i'd be okay if we just got rid of rid of spring forward i think a lot of people would be okay i think in the modern is that why we i think it's why we voted for it right yeah Yeah, absolutely yeah Yeah, we don't need it anymore it's all right yeah so let's i think we need to get into this book let's do it yeah i really do there's a lot to talk about here Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. It is a book that is, I was reading it and I'm telling the wife that it's, it, I mean, it's, it's a religious book. It's about, it's about Buddhism, right? It's, it it's is. Written, yes. It's written by the, the Lama. The Dalai right? Lama, yeah. Tut Nyuk Han. Tut, tut Nyuk Han. Tut Nyuk Han. Uh, we'll probably refer to it as the Lama a lot. Yeah, because, yes. The Dalai Lama. Uh, yes. The Dalai Lama. Uh but you know, it's it's really book. I mean, it's it talks about the kingdom of God. Like that's what it it's 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 a religious book. And but before people before people turn the podcast off, no, I, yeah, okay, I, yes, <laughs> yeah, I will say it it is, but it's as um. It's as holy I like as how you're you, choosing your words. I like I'm choosing my. I'm trying to be mindful. Um. It's as holy as you want it to be. So, yeah. so yes, it is a book yes. about Buddhism. He does talk about Christianity. And also, you do not need to buy into any spirituality whatsoever in order to do what he's actually asking you to do with this book. It's, it's which like is you said, it's be as mindful. holy 
It's as holy mm-hmm. as you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it it was a great. It got us. So the books, the books you are here, right? You are here, yes. By Tutankhamun, which Tut-Nyak is Khan. not spelled phonetically. It's it's not. Done, <laughs> it's it's uh, written by the Dalai Lama, and it the subtitle yeah. is "Discovering the Magic of the Present Moment." Yeah, yeah. So we're we're back again talking about what's mentioned. I I, I um, wasn't surprised that it was mentioned, but it was surprising. Mm-hmm. This mention, but Dharma was brought uh-huh. back up. So we yep. talked about Dharma when we we did Think Like a Monk. So way back too, in season one, maybe <laughs> back in season one. So not too surprising. Dharma came yeah. up again, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but this book it shows you that there's no future, there's no past, right? To truly be alive, you must be present, and to do that, you have to be grateful and focus on intentional breath. Mm-hmm. Like yes. that's 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 a summary of the book very high level summary of the book very high yeah um, but accurate yeah I, I think we're both in this kind of headspace that it's like wow right this is our second to last book on happiness mm-hmm. right because mm-hmm. after this is icky guy and i'm like and i think you've already read icky guy i have so it's like, it was the we'll... first one i read it way back in january <laughs> yeah. as soon as i got yeah. I, maybe even december anyway yeah, yeah. So I don't know if Icky Guy is going to hold up to this book yet, since I haven't read it. I, I'll, I'm going to leave it. I'm not going to say leave, anything. Leave it. Yeah, no spoilers. Yeah. Leave it. But mm. this book, oh, this book. I mean, I we're it's really weird because we're going to talk a lot about this book. We're going to miss a lot of things on this book, but yeah. all at the same time, we're going to cover everything because this book is very concise. It's very focused. Mm-hmm on on one thing and that one thing is is being present and it's really hard to say that it just talks about one thing because it just really goes deep into detail on that one that one thing right absolutely for this book i also wanted to mention just you know i take i take notes about all the books that we read here on uh two days i would i would hope so I mean, I will say you're just winging it. I'm actually quite impressed. (laughs) Oh, like that was most of the season. No, I'm playing. I I take pretty good notes, but I will say like the amount of notes per page of this book that I took with how many uh, quotes and how many passages just were really insightful or touching, um, that ratio was super high. Oh. I, I took, oh, yeah. this book is less than 140 pages. And I, I took more notes in that 140 pages than I do on some books that are like 200 or even 300 yeah. pages. So there so was a lot were, in there. You could power through it. You could probably read this book in about two and a half hours. Yeah, right? absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you that 100% defeats the purpose of the book. Yes. Right. A hundred percent. Well, it would be like saying you could read through the Daily Stoic in five hours. Like you could, yeah, yeah. you could, yeah. But but that you would just not get nearly what oh. out of it, you know? Oh yeah. It, it. I mean, so I read it. I read it over the course of a week. Right. Okay. I think we both mm-hmm. did because we both yeah. just finished up our our last book, which was Whole Brain Child, and we Whole Brain Child. We're, right. we're, mm-hmm. we're we're running it through. And when we decided on this book, I'm like, yeah, I can read this in a week, right? Yes, I remember and that conversation, yeah. Now it's like, should I have? 
Mm-hmm. Should I have read this? No, I, I, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. As I, I, I made it to, I got to like page. I feel like um, <laughs> I finished that first section and made it to, I think page 24, 25. It's where he starts talking about uh, matters of the heart. I don't remember how he describes it. Uh, the heart of practice starts on page 25. Mm-hmm. Right, so I read through chapter one, which is 24 pages long. Yeah. And it, it took me like a, a day to do that because I was stopping and thinking and yeah. writing so frequently and i was like oh man i've said that i'm gonna read through this book in a week and that feels like rushing it um and you and i both were talking earlier about our desire to reread this book um and when the season just stopped right yeah when the season's over this will be the first book on my shelf to read again like i have other books in queue when the season's over that Mm -hmm. i i want to focus on this will be the first book. And I think it'll be a book that I will go and read very slowly and deliberately. Yeah. Like every morning mm-hmm. I read like a paragraph or yeah. a section. Almost like daily stoic style, right? Like taking yeah. just a few pages at a time, a few, one or two concepts at a time and being like, okay, how can I practice this today? Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you, right? as our standard opening standard opening question sure did the book bring you closer to happiness absolutely and and did you agree with what you learned in here absolutely and unequivocally this book brought me closer to happiness i can we're uh, we're both on the same page yes like i don't know why we didn't read this like when I was reading happiness, you know, a long time ago, back in 2019. Sure. I don't know why this didn't come up. Uh, uh, like, it's sort of like, imagine if I could give you like a little clear vial of liquid that you could drop into any dish, any cooking that you've done. And well, maybe not you, because you're a phenomenal cook. Um but uh, you know your way around the kitchen too so don't say you're sure. you're not wrong you're not wrong but for those of us that are maybe not as skilled um imagine if there was a vial of clear liquid that you could drop into anything that you were about to eat or drink and it would just make it taste phenomenal that it's is called msg <laughs> you're not wrong (laughs) also joining us from across the sea um but this is the 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 dalai lama in this book is describing exactly that only instead of you just being able to drip a few drops of that into your food and beverage he's telling you how to do that with your life with your relationships with everything you eat and drink and how to get so much happiness and fulfillment and contentment out of everything you do. So does this bring me closer to happiness? Dang right. Because it shows us how to get the maximum amount of happiness out of even the small things, even washing dishes, even sweeping the floor, all the way up to caring for the ones you love and caring for yourself. It's it, well, we should put it on shirts, but it's MSG of life. That's what this, this, this <laughs> MSG this, of life. This, I like that. I like yeah. that. <laughs> so tell me, tell me more about the, 
you know, more for, for me and for the listeners mm-hmm. about that, how the, how it brought mindfulness to, to washing dishes and, you know, everyday little things. Sure. So there's a, a really nice passage where he talks about uh, drinking tea, right? And he describes that in order for you to really appreciate the tea, you have to slow down. You have to put 100% of your attention on that tea and drink it with mindfulness. He describes mindfulness as like a light that you're shining on one thing. And it, it could be something within you, like your brain or your heart, um, or it could be something outside of you, like a loved one, or yes, a cup of tea. And just slowing down and giving it 100% of your attention and really appreciating moving forward with gratitude for all of the things that you enjoy about it and noticing um, the temperature of the tea and noticing the little subtle hints of flavor of the tea and seeing that the tea that's in your cup is in your cup now because of a plant that was grown a long way away. And that plant is there because it was planted in dirt that built up over the centuries and watered by rain from clouds that floated over that area. And those clouds came from water that had been in the ocean that was heated by the sun. And just this idea, once you start to really like focus on that one thing in front of you with gratitude for everything that, um, uh, that manifested together to create that thing into being for you to enjoy in this present moment that's what mindfulness is that's yeah go ahead and i was going to say that the present moment and this is a direct quote from the book the present moment is the only moment available to us and it's the door to all other moments absolutely and i i think when we when i mentioned that we will talk about everything in this book and 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 we'll miss stuff in this book it's everything in this book is rooted in breath. So when they talk about the drinking your tea, Mm -hmm. it's about, it's about taking breaths in and being thankful for the tea and thinking about, you know, the, the worker who, you know, gathered the tea leaves and Mm -hmm. thinking about Mm -hmm. what type of soil the tea was grown in. Right. And yeah. really being connected to all that thing, all, all that thing, all those things that yeah. are there. I also like how we kind of both went into what I'm going to call our, 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 our monk voice, our, our soft speak oh, voice. Oh, yes. The, yeah. the, like, slow down. We, we both dropped Think down about to, this. Yes. He, yeah. it, it does start. You're absolutely right. And you touched on something really important. And that's that... Um, without being mindful, without breathing mindfully, it's really difficult to miss those moments, right? So moving forward with mindfulness of really 
anything can a great jumping off point a great starting point is noticing your breath and it it's two lines right breathing in i know why i'm breathing in yes breathing out i know why i'm breathing out yeah. and he uh the dalai lama comes back to this idea of mindful breathing over and over and over again it's um it's, I, I think I can say that it's a mantra, um, but that as you come back to that skill, that mantra, that idea, like that's your starting point. Like it's really difficult to um, enjoy the beauty of nature around you or just enjoy a cup of tea uh, in that 100% focused way if you haven't first managed your breath, noticed no. your breath, and then transition that light of mindfulness, your 100% focus no. onto whatever you're doing. Yeah. And anyone, I'm, I'm assuming you have, but anyone mm -hmm. who has done meditation, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the, the first focus. So if any of these, any of the apps that the headspace or the mindfulness apps that are out there, um, it, uh, it talks about focusing on breath and always coming back to, to breath. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's the spine of this, <clears throat> excuse me, this whole book is, mm -hmm. is breath. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I I'm, I'm with you. This, this book brought me closer to happiness. And for me, uh, it was about, um, kind of challenging how I view moments you know, with us all being busy and with us, you know, me, no, us all, I mean, we're all busy, but sure. you know, it's about my, my opinions. Right. So with me being busy, right. Mm -hmm. You know, having, you know, having a job and, you know, being a coach and being a dad and all these things, what it's challenged my view of moments. Right. And so there's a quote, it's, in there there's a couple quotes there's a lot of quotes that i like in this book but yes um, we we have more possibilities available in each moment than we realize mm -hmm. and you know I, I i think about that quote and you know it doesn't take long to create a moment mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. doesn't take it doesn't take much to create a moment it's just about it's about being present and we're, we're so focused on rushing to a moment, whether we're in a car and we're rushing off and I got to mm -hmm. God, I got to get, you know, to this destination, but yeah, you know, focusing on those moments and focusing on, you know, the, the being coming up to me and asking me a question or, you know, and just kind of being there. Right. He that, talks. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. I'm <laughs> you know, uh, that reminded me, um, he talks, this is a little bit later in the book. He says, we live an artificial life with lots of plans, lots of worries and anger, right? And what this book is really telling us to do is just slow down and appreciate the journey. Let, let go of your preoccupation with the future it's not to say don't plan by the way yeah. but the more like let's not overly obsess about what's going to happen in the future 
right? Let's not yes. overly ruminate, sorry, about what happened in the past. Yes. Let's, let's, let's be here, right? Be yeah. here with the people around you. Be here. Notice your heart is beating. Be here. Notice the drink that you're drinking. Um, he also talks about like in there, he says, we labor for, I'm paraphrasing on this one, but we labor for years and years and years to get a college degree. Years. We go through all this trial and tribulation because we think a college degree maybe will make us happy. And then we get our college degree and then what? Now, then we, it, then we substitute more plans yes. and more worries and more preoccupation with the future. Yeah. I don't think he's saying don't get educated, but. No, what he's, he's saying is we have everything right now. Yes. To be present and be who we are. Absolutely. That's, and to and be happy. And to and be to happy. Be happy. And yeah. that there are a thousand paths to happiness. Is the one you're on getting you there? right yes like that is that is the question right mm -hmm. yeah what i what i also in this they they talk about the most precious gift we can offer anyone is our attention yes right? mm -hmm. when we embrace mindfulness those we love they will bloom like a flower right yes mm -hmm. and i mm -hmm. think about i think about that and we I feel like we've talked about this in, in many of the other books there's this especially in parenting, there's this burden of attention, right? Mm -hmm. You're trying to get a task done and, you know, the little one is coming up to you and it's like, Hey, I want to do this right now. I want to, I want to mm -hmm. play, right? Mm -hmm. let's, let's build a fort. Let's play. Right. And there's this, this feeling of, of burden, mm -hmm. right? And that moment doesn't have to be long. No. Right. It doesn't. It's like, you know, it, it, you can create a moment by, you know, if you think about like hunt, gather, parent, about getting involved in chores, right? Mm -hmm. Bring them into your current moment. Yeah. And, you know, help them, give them the attention, right? Or mm -hmm. state it and say, hey, you know what? I'd love to build you a fort. Yeah. This is what I got to do right now, right? I got to get this dishwasher loaded. Right. You yeah. want to help me load the dishwasher? For right? sure. And, you know, and then we also, we get in our heads about, you know, and I feel like it was for me, it was more so when I was younger than I am now. Mm -hmm. I'm old now, uh, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Old, older wise, it's, one of those. It's, hap it's happening to all yeah. of us, Jason. Yeah. But I mean, it still happens, right? But we sure, get in our yeah. heads about the moment and what we want mm -hmm. it to be. Yes. I feel like that's the reason I've never really liked uh, um, uh, New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. There's like this expectation of New Year's Eve and what it is. Uh huh. And it's like, no, don't put an expectation on it. Just sure. be, just, just be, be in that moment. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about what are people thinking about this. Just mm -hmm. be. He uses yeah. the phrase, um, dear one a lot oh yeah right and, and you and you talking about interacting with your with your little one reminded yeah. me of that right and treating he uses the phrase dear one when frankly like when addressing anything and, and he talks about um you know addressing the one you love which is, that's kind of how we think about the frame the phrase 
dear one, like, dear one, I am here for you. Dear one, I see that you are suffering and I am here with you. But also he talks about speaking to our own emotions in that way and caring for our own emotions. Uh, he describes it as like holding them and like, like they're like a little baby, right? And caring for them rather than rejecting them, rather than pushing them away, but holding them close and caring for them, right? Dear one, I know that I have this trauma, these negative feelings, these negative emotions. Let's take care of that. Let's not reject it, right? And even to, to show that level of kindness to yourself to acknowledge your own level of hurt and yeah. to be able to move forward in that way. Yeah. So no, I, I, I guess the short of the whole thing is, yeah, it, it brought us closer to happiness. That's the short. Yeah. That's the short answer. That, that's the short, the short, the short answer. We got on our, our monkey voices here. Mon mm -hmm. monk, 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 <laughs> I don't know. Monkey. My monkey monk, voice is different. Monk-like voice. Monk. Monk-like make me better. <laughs> our, our our calm voices. But yeah, this this the, the the enjoying the enjoying the little things, enjoying the moments. I think we're both mm -hmm. kind of yeah. We're we're both talking about the same things here. I mean, hopefully, yes. we both read the same book. So, uh oh. <laughs> I mean, it's happened before. Where we're yeah. But no, it's it's a book that is it is so powerful. And again, I read it too fast. Yeah, I mean, if if it sounds, I want to make this clear to our listeners. Like this book covers like how you deal with your own emotional trauma, how you yeah. can help other people, how to get enjoyment out of small moments, but ultimately it comes down to one thing mindfulness, cultivating mindfulness, yep. cultivating your ability to focus your attention, manage your breathing and be here now. That's why the title of the book is you are here, <laughs> because if your mind is preoccupied with thoughts of the past or what you're going to eat for lunch or thoughts of the future, right? If that's constantly swirling, you're not here. And, yeah. and it's really hard to be happy if you're not now in the present moment, right? And that's, exactly. you know, I, it, I'll get on my little old man soapbox for a half second here. I, I go to both of my daughters uh, play violin and they've been working on it for a really long time. So I go to recitals and concerts. It's just kind of a normal part of our family routine. And every time I go, there are a ton of people who have cell phones in front of their oh, faces. Yeah. Um, and cell phone, the enemy of mindfulness. I, I would agree yeah. with that. Um, and they're, they're recording their child's performance. And like, look, if I'm not saying that I have never recorded a performance, um, I do it a little bit differently in a way that still allows me to pay attention. My cell phone is not in front of my face when I do it. Uh, I'll set it up like on the railing or something, and then I will watch, right? I'll, yeah. I'm not the phone. Which is which is smart because it's now you've now made a decision to you want to record it, mm -hmm. to, to share it. And, yeah. But you're now able to still be present. 
but if you think about that yeah that i'm able to be present i'm I'm here i am here i am now i set up my phone and now where is my attention on my daughter who's about to do a performance and that is like you said earlier right the best gift you can give another person is to provide them with your full Mm. attention shine your light of mindfulness in its fullness on that person give them 100% of your focus and attention that is love right so it's things still happen if you don't take pictures and record it like yes moments still are a thing Uh uh-huh yes and because you you didn't post it on facebook right if if somebody waves their hand in front of my camera or in front of the it wouldn't be me because i wouldn't care but uh, because I'm not even paying attention. If somebody waves their hand in front of the camera, I'm going to be like, oh, that memory is now ruined. They ruined my video, blah, blah, blah. Whereas if I'm just enjoying it, um, somebody waves their hand. I don't care. No. I don't care. Because where's my attention? Not on their hand. No. I'm yeah, stronger and- than that. You're stronger than that. And that goes back to that, that enjoy, enjoy your tea, right? Yes. That, that statement of enjoy your tea, uh, your tea in this moment happens to be one of your daughters performing the violin and 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 feeling the music and hearing the music and feeling the um attention that you've helped with here of Mm -hmm. creating the environment where she could practice for sure and you know going to 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 buy strings together Mm -hmm. that's a a thing yeah Yeah. but (laughs) sure but all those things that have led up to this moment, that's mm. what you're feeling in the music. Definitely. Right. It goes back to that same, the flower or the tea, you know, the farmer who, who grew the flower and the mm-hmm. earth that was, you know, where did that earth come from? And the, the seed. Yeah. It's, it's all there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It is. It's great. Yeah. Uh, I think we're, I think we're out of time for dad joke. Dad, it feels like a dad joke time. Okay. No, I might. I feel my. Am I forcing this? No. Am yeah, I, uh, no. Was that a weird yeah, transition? Is that, what you're, is that what you're? Is that is that what you're saying? This is just my normal face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Send that, a dad joke. Ten, okay. It, it is not. I, I I like this joke. It's a great joke. It is not very. Uh, very buddhist it's not very themed to the conversations we're happening okay all right what did the triangle say to the circle i'll see you around oh that's that's good that's a good answer but it's not the right answer but it's a good answer you are pointless oh love it not very not very themed to to not very themed no (laughs) no but you are pointless yeah, you're welcome for that. I appreciate that. Um, knock, you knock. You didn't. Oh, you came prepared. Good. Uh, who's there? I'm, I'm trying to remember the next part of the joke. <laughs> I, like, I was talking with my daughter about it. I can't believe I can't remember the next part of the joke. Oh, okay. Let's try it again. Knock, knock. Okay. Who's there? Spell. Spell? Who? W H O. <laughs> that we we saw it on like a funny video compilation and my daughter just couldn't get over it she watched it like eight times like it was pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Oh, that's a good joke. That I like that Thank joke. You. I Thank I you. will steal that joke. That might be mine now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So let's talk about we okay. So so far we we've talked about that we 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 agree that this book brought us closer to happiness. For sure. And, yeah. Um right. But let's talk about, and this was a hard one for me. Uh, but let's talk about the one thing from this book that that resonated like to your core. Sure. Yeah, I feel like I have to say to your core because to your there's, core. there's a lot here that resonates yeah. to your there, core. There is absolutely a lot. And the insights that he brings in this, like everything from thinking about birth to end of life counseling, like he runs a whole gamut of stuff here. But what <laughs> yeah. I, the, the, the moment that I had that was really impactful for me was actually quite early in the book. I think it's page 14. And he talks about um, shining the light of mindfulness onto your heart. Um, and okay. not, not even in like a metaphorical way, like in, in a very sort of literal way, like thinking about the heart that is beating in your chest, that is pounding every second of your life, right? And he frames it as breathing in. I am mindful that my heart is working night and day for me. Breathing out, I smile to my heart. So, yeah, yeah me, I, re I remember this is, I remember this. Right? This, is, this could, like, this is how the book opens. So, we're talking page four. Yes. Like, yeah, like not yeah. very far in. And I was like, oh man, that, that got me right in the feels because he's in, absolutely in the feels. right in the feels. Um, because there is, so there is so much that we take for granted, right? Even this life-giving organ, right? All it needs to do is stumble one time and you could die, right? So um, yes, appreciating yeah, I mean and being grateful of that you have eyes that are in good condition and being grateful for yeah. that and that you have lungs that cycle air that wow. give you life and that you're grateful for that um and starting inside that being able to offer our various parts that level of noticing and kindness and comfort and that then how intentionality that. yes yeah that intentionally taking a breath in this mm -hmm. this you know i i take this breath in for my heart mm -hmm. it, it pumps for me night mm -hmm. and day right I, I release this breath as I smile, knowing mm -hmm. my heart is working for me, right? That, in, that intentionality. I feel like when I've done breath work before, right? When I've done meditations and stuff like that, there's this feeling the breath come in and feeling it leave your lungs. And, you know, there's this, it was never framed for me as I'm taking this air in. Mm -hmm. for a part of my body for my eyes sure. for my brain mm -hmm. right and even your nose your mouth yeah. your teeth right yeah. like all yeah. these parts that we just take for granted yeah and like when i first read that part i i was just i was really overwhelmed uh frankly Man. so yeah, that was a piece that really resonated. For yeah, me. I mean, it's one like of it many, opened, right? Yeah, it opens up and you're like, oh, okay, this is how this book is starting. Oh, snap, this <laughs> is where we're going. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, okay, 
but yeah, that, that intentionally taking breath in. Right. And I think mm-hmm. about like how I could translate to that, to the bean, because we do a lot of like breath work when we're upset to find calm. Mm-hmm. But I think about how I could, I, how I could translate that to her. And it's hard to translate that to a four-year-old to tell sure. her like, and to have her know, I guess you could tell her like, I want you to take a deep breath in, you know, and think about, you know, what you're feeling right now or your emotions or your, your heart, whatever that is. But kids can absolutely do this. They can a hundred percent. I question whether kids will, will know the why of it. Right. Sure. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, maybe your daughters who are a little bit older than the being, but you know, knowing that why and that intentionality of it is just, is so powerful. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's the, the, the big thing on this book is that intentionality. And I, what I will, what I will say is that, that mindfulness, that intentionality, that is a skill that can be honed over time, right? So yeah. your daughter now has this advantage of being exposed to this skill at a very young age. Whereas like a lot of the kids who I work with in my professional life have their parents have not shown them this. And if other teachers haven't shown them this, they're getting it from me for the first time. So they're really just beginning that journey of being able to slow down. And, and, and this is going to be a big thing that I'm going to say, but that's to gain access to happiness for every moment of their lives right? So think about that. There are a lot of kids that I work with that don't have access to happiness right now without this kind of work. There are a lot of adults that don't have access to happiness right now. A hundred percent. It's that it's that you're a hundred percent right around the fact that the bean has this advantage that I, I didn't have, and I'm assuming you didn't have about, uh, breath. Mm-hmm. And, you know, her, uh, her papa had gone and said, you know, uh, she just got a, a slack board from her grandparents and, mm-hmm. you know, her papa was saying like, when she went to get on it for the first time, she's taking a breath and telling mm-hmm. herself, I can do this. And she's, you know, breathing in for the moment by herself, not me telling her, not the grandparents telling her by herself, she's doing mm-hmm. this. And that is that's a huge advantage for sure. So when you think about, I mean, this is selfish reasons to do this and I I will (laughs) will label it as such, but when you think about, you know, that ability to find calm, if you can Mm -hmm. find calm where others can't, Mm -hmm. right. Your advantage goes through the roof for sure. Um, Yeah. I, I feel like, you know, the llama, uh, general llama would, uh, i don't know if i just downgraded him or upgraded him um i couldn't I, say I be don't fair know. american if we i considered it upgrade i guess uh, <laughs> but the, the llama would you know he would take offense of if, if you were doing it for selfish reasons but you know to help help cultivate that calm and help mm-hmm. figure out how to cultivate that common others and be that calming presence around people. Absolutely. Right. Like that's, that's powerful. That's superpower stuff right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, 
by a hundred percent. I'm I'm about that that heart work. It got me, got me in the feels as well. You're right, right in the feels. Yeah, right in the feels. <laughs> yeah. So you know, when I thought about the one thing that resonated for me this book, I mean, the first word that came to my mind was "oof." Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like I have to, I have to boil it down to one for the podcast. Like, are you, are you insane? <laughs> yeah, that would be hard. Um, I yeah, mean, it was hard, right? Yeah, it was. It was. I, I will say that when we started talking about heart and that one thing, the the one thing for me out of that out of our conversation ended up coming down to impermanence right yeah Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and really and this is towards the end of the book um when we talk about self Mm -hmm. so i've done a lot of work with you know with either team members or peers or uh you know clients around self mm-hmm. and you know around owning your story and having clear values and creating habits to to live all of that like when we got to impermanence it challenged how i thought about self sure because the it really boils down to is we are constantly changing mm-hmm. we are not who we are we were we're not who we were yesterday correct right? yeah you, you can never like we and, can't i'm not even going to go back 10 years right i'm going right. to go back to yesterday sure yeah. i am not who i am yesterday <clears throat> on a, a whole bunch of different levels right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you have you know cells being born and dying in your body scientifically mm-hmm. all the time right yes so we're in that respect we're not who we are today, but we're, we're constantly changing right for sure. And, you know, you may have good friends that you're able to, like us, we've known each other for the better part of two months. Two um, months. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, but, eight weeks. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we're, somewhere for, for those of you playing the home game, we're kidding. How many years? Uh, oh, years. Uh, de- decades? decades? Decades now? Yeah. You, so, you, think, yeah, about how old, you think about how old your, your daughters are, right? And yeah, we knew each other before that. So yes, yeah, yes. decades, um, decades. But yeah, yeah, but what part of what keeps us close is we are we're changing and we're accepting of each other's changes, and For then sure. we also have a value alignment, right? Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. we have similar values that line up. Yeah, and those will also always be changing. Yes, and so there's that there's that whole thing about you'll never step into the same river twice. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So that goes to, we'll never have the same conversation twice. And think about this when we've done, we've recorded podcasts and a technical issue has happened. Yeah. (laughs) Re-record an episode. Yes. Yes. Actually, I think that happened with the think like the monk episode. Maybe. Isn't that funny? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was the, yeah. yeah. But we had to, we had to re-record it. And it wasn't the same. It was it was, it was our tribute. Nope. It was a very it was a Jack Black moment. <laughs> yeah, very very Jack Black moment. <laughs> the song is a tribute. But <clears throat> if we think about people in our lives and we go to go to talk to them, and it's like, oh, I haven't seen them in ten years, and mm-hmm. and you expect them to be the same way, right? right. Like 
that's your expectation. You, they've changed. You've changed. You've both changed. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, then you're adding judgments to things. And, yeah. you know, so that, that impermanence made me think about all that work I do on helping figure out your story and your identity because it's you're creating yourself you're creating how you view yourself but you also now need to be open how it will evolve over time you are creating and destroying yourself every day right almost i think that's every moment I think that's an exact quote from the from the book too that you are creating. But yeah, there is yeah. very much there's very much so things here and you know that you're you're constantly changing. You're constantly going. I was gonna say you're I almost said you're constantly going towards death, but it is. And I there's but a, that's also I mean, true. It right? is true. And there is a and this is part of the book we we're not really touching on but there is um there's a whole section in there about uh accepting death mm-hmm. and you know how how not accepting death takes you away from the present moment correct yeah okay. but yeah that the impermanence this is at the very back of the book when it's talking about there's the there's um the essence of Buddhist teaching and it's mm-hmm. um, impermanence. It is non-self, right? Mm-hmm. So you can see where I really got this. Uh, um, and then what is the last one? Oh, Nirvana. Nirvana. Yeah. Not Vana, and not the band. If we're not, not the band. This is nope. not, no, this is not, not the band, but you know, come as you are. The, like, as you were. Sorry. Did I just, Nerv- did i just make a nirvana you just, reference you just made to... it about nirvana yeah <laughs> i did sorry but yeah that that permanence it it spoke that whole last section spoke very deeply to me um and i think it's probably where i took i took a lot of notes in this book it's probably where i took the most notes yeah and right i would there. i would add that we we attach names to things so to go back to your reference of the river right we attach a name to a river, the Columbia River, the Mississippi River, yeah. whatever. And, yeah. and we have, it gives us the illusion of permanence, yep. but it is illusion, illusion, <clears throat> the illusion yeah. of permanence. But the water that's in that river um, is passing through. And the banks are changing a little bit at a time and the fish are moving around and the plants are growing and dying. And it is not the same river that it was even a moment ago. The the, the same is true of people, right? We put names on them and they look kind of the same. And there's this illusion of permanence, but they're not exactly the same person that they were yesterday. So just an acknowledgement that impermanence is the default state of being he he goes on to describe even the seed right the the seed yeah. of corn the kernel of corn the seed must be impermanent for the seedling to yeah. grow i think die is how it was put in the book yeah right and, and i don't this... ever i never thought about it as the seed must die right um until the book 
because it wasn't to me that was just the seed's job yeah right but mm-hmm. for the plant to grow that seed must die yeah the seed must demanifest right it it, De- it leaves so to speak yeah. right it was there and now it is yeah. not it, and it becomes part that of the is, earth that is the part of of passing and that yeah. impermanence it it must recede to demanifest and become hidden so that the seedling can then be there and so too must the seedling give way to the plant the plant eventually produces fruit and then the plant eventually passes away and becomes compost it must give way that compost then will go on that garbage right will then go on to become food and sustenance for the next generation of plants and that is as it should be so this acknowledgement Mm -hmm. of impermanence and that 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 garbage that compost is part of what makes the flower a flower the fruit a fruit the vegetable a vegetable and part of what makes you you right exactly so yeah, it's it can be some it can be some deep stuff, but <laughs> um, that's kind of what I appreciate about this book is that you don't have to go that deep to get benefit from this book because he constantly well, uh, comes back to the breath and the mindfulness. Yeah, and I would say, it, it, like we said in the very beginning, it's all on how you you go into the book for sure right so i feel like we're talking higher level than the depth i took out of the book sure right but when you really start you know for me when i read that book it was like wow i was not thinking this way and that all comes down to how you read the book definitely yeah yeah i'm actually excited to read it for the second time uh huh. Because I'm sure if if I learned anything from this book, it's not going to be the same. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, read this book with an open mind towards how it can help you and try stuff on. Um, so speaking of trying stuff on, my dude, uh, where can you apply what you've learned from this book to like your own goals, your own daily life? So the thing that I've played with, right, and they talk about it early on, mm-hmm. um, only they talk about it in the same breath mm-hmm. as, as the heart uh, stuff, and that was uh, mindful walking, right? Okay. So uh, I have a, a long gait, I have been told, um, which a means long- I have a means i have a long stride that's that's oh g-a-i-t i I was like i don't don't remember there being a gate at your house um (laughs) (laughs) um and when i walk often the the wife you know we're holding hands and she will pull her hand back Uh slow down you, you need to slow down right so i've been playing with you know mindful walking And it's really interesting because when you look at the practice of mindful walking, Mm -hmm. it has to do with 
you feeling your feet and your pressure hit the earth. It has to do with you breathing in and breathing out and accepting the moment. And when you're doing that, right. And your, your breath is in time with your, your stride. So in doing that, there's this intentional slowdown. So with each mm-hmm. step, there's a, 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 an in and out of breath. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you really try this, if you really try to put your, you know, your, your walking is just, it's very slow pace mm-hmm. and that intentional walking opens your mind up to the other things that are going on. Um, it might, it, that might, it, it doesn't help you when your, your child is not doing that mindful walking and sure. running away from yeah. you at the zoo. Uh-huh. But, you know, if, you know, you're walking the neighborhood you know, just having that, that mindful walk and kind of being in peace and in tuned with everything. It's something mm-hmm. I've been playing with a lot. Um, and just not even when I'm walk with the wife, but when I walk, you know, if I'm walking through a museum, which I never go to, but if I'm walking through something, <laughs> you know, it's, it's having those, those mindful moments and sure. It's, it, I think it's that it was the, the easy breath work that was in there. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I think my biggest struggle has been when I've tried uh, meditation. Um, it's harder for me to do alone mm-hmm. um, than, with, uh, than with groups. Um, but when I, everybody walks, I guess. So yeah. when you're, when you're, when you're moving around, it's, it's easier for me to do so mm-hmm. mindful walking that's where i'm going with my my goals get intentional Very about nice. that stuff right on yeah i i in thinking about this it's similar i'd say a little you're focusing on the mindful walking and i i think that's great um i would also say being able to do mundane tasks including walking mindfully right slowing down and just noticing what you're doing when you're washing the dishes right slowing down and noticing the soap on your fingers and the circular motion of the sponge as you scrub and noticing the plate that's in your hand. Maybe it's a plate that has a design on it, right? Slowing down and noticing that. Pressure of the sponge. Yeah, cleaning the back of the plate. Doing a good job, but doing it slowly and mindfully. This morning, um, I was washing my face and I took the time to slow down and do it mindfully. And I was like, my face is a pretty important part of myself I should care for it and give it the love and attention it deserves because that's the best thing we can give anything is our full attention 
So I really, I didn't just like slap some soap on my face and scrub it hard and dry myself off and rush off to but my we've, next But we've day. all done that. Though. Oh yeah, absolutely. We've all Same done with that. washing we've... your hands, right? Or, or taking a, a shower. I mean... Maybe you're in a hurry, right? But why yeah, are we in a hurry? We're in a hurry because part of our brain is not here. It's in the future. It's what what I really liked about what just happened there, what I was really mm. when you were talking about the intentionality, you're very calm. But then mm-hmm. when you shifted, yes, when you shifted to hurry, uh-huh. your voice, your voice changed. You're like, mm-hmm. we're going to this and we're going to do that. And we got to go mm-hmm. here. What about this? Yeah, there is. There's this intentional part of this whole thing. And when we're not intentional, you know, what are we? Mm-hmm. So slowing down, managing your breath, doing mundane tasks, folding laundry, chopping wood, um, carrying wood, carrying water, doing mundane tasks mindfully, monitoring your breathing, noticing and being fully in the moment, not preoccupied with the past or the future, but being fully in the moment. Or your cell phone. Or your cell phone. Um, and, and just being all here and right. And then if you apply that to being with your kids, being with your friends, being spouse. with, uh, your I like spouse, I like, how, I like how spouse came after friends. <laughs> well, I mean, one, one is metaphorically in the room with me and one is not. So, you know, <laughs> um, so yeah, just doing mundane tasks with mindfulness and that, that really opens you up to finding happiness and joy in those tasks, it's hard for some people to imagine finding joy and happiness in washing dishes, but it's there. It's there. You have to slow down and do it mindfully to find it. It's just like drinking the tea. You had also talked about you. I, I appreciate that you had brought this up earlier and the Dalai Lama talks about it in his book about drinking whiskey right? Could you, yeah, we, what I was that, that up story? Off, I brought that up off, off camera, but uh-huh. camera off voice. Uh, no, I, <laughs> I, I, what I remember uh, is I was out with some friends and I was in charge of getting, it was, it was early in the night and I was in charge of getting the next round. Mm-hmm. And I read the room as, you know, kind of this casual, this casual time. And I got us, I got us some good sipping whiskey. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it in shot glasses intentionally, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, and um, I get us this round, and the people that uh, I was with just pounded it back. Oh. Right. Yeah. And it was not. It was definitely not whiskey <laughs> to be pounded back. <laughs> uh, but you know, it was that kind of this is the intention for the night mm-hmm. the intention for the night was not conversation really it was not deep conversation at least mm-hmm. um you know the intention for the night was uh i guess drunkenness is the sure. you know you know and so what they talk about in the book was intentionally taking a sip of whiskey and after I read that in the book, I actually have done this because, you know, we'll have our, our nightcaps and you, that intentional, you take a sip and you just let it be. 
Mm-hmm. You, you look for the flavors, you look for the notes, you know, I was just going to start naming whiskey notes for some reason, but you look for the notes and it's just about being intentional. And what I liked about in the book is, um, and the books you were here, if people haven't, didn't know that yet. Um, uh, but what I liked about it was you will ultimately end up drinking less because you, the intention you're putting into it, right? Mm-hmm. And the intention you're putting into it is either going to make you start enjoying things differently mm-hmm. because you're now, maybe you're now getting to be a snob with whiskey and you're like, okay, I'm only going to drink this mm-hmm. because I can now distinctly taste the difference in sure. it. Or you now know that you're going to drink less because you are consuming poison and Mm -hmm. your Mm -hmm. intentionality is now showing you that you're going to feel differently the next Mm -hmm. day. You're going to feel differently that night and it's going to take you out of the present moment because depending on how much you're drinking, you may not remember the present moment that happened last night Mm -hmm. and that's not what you want. So that whole intentionality behind those mundane and small tasks. For sure. You know, uh, that's, that slowing down to do dishes is, is definitely something that's like, yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to do in that. A, and he describes this in the book. This is a direct quote. We live an artificial life with lots of plans lots of worries and anger and if you're just focused excuse me on whatever task or conversation or person is in front of you and you're breathing and you're emotionally regulated in that moment like that that's where you find happiness you're not preoccupied with the past or the future your plans you're just giving this moment your full attention. You are here. Well, it's also, it's free. Yes. Right? It is 100% free <clears throat> because if you're thinking about this moment and not the past, you're not connected to, oh, what I said in the past. Mm-hmm. Right? I think we've all had those 4 a.m. thoughts of something that happened 10 years ago and be like, oh my God, I can't believe I said that cringe. Yeah. Right? And then if you're not thinking about the future and you're not thinking about, what this moment is and what this relationship means mm-hmm. right you're just being present right it, it's it's freeing because you're not there's no oh my god if i say this or i say that maybe i won't get this sale or maybe they won't be my you know be my partner or, or whatnot mm-hmm. right be here be now be present be, be happy exactly who do you think so, this book would be good for dude I, you know what, that's exactly where I was going. Um, <laughs> so I think for people who are looking to find a different level of calm, right? Okay. And I, I think it's more of a, not just a different level, but more of a, a consistent level of calm. I, I think about when I get back from vacation, where, where I was able to, to have a different life pace, where I wasn't go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. And I get back. Mm-hmm. And I'm, 
you know, whether I'm back in the office or back around friends or whatever, it's like, oh, what about this? What about that? What about this? And oh, oh yeah. What about that? There's, you can feel their tension and you feel relaxed. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like this book can help you feel like you just got back from vacation yeah. where you're, where you're calm and relaxed. Nice. Nice. So, I don't know if that answered who it would be great for, but I think it did. I think I'm good. For for people who want that feeling, yeah. right? If you want that feeling like that relaxation, that slowing down, that peace that you get when you're not preoccupied about getting to the plane on time and did I pack this thing in my luggage, but you're there. And the hustle and bustle is done. And you hustle can just and bustle is done. breathe. Just be able to breathe. Yeah. Um, I was thinking that this would be good for anybody who wants to find some tranquility, right? Yep. Like, and I see this in my students all the time. Um, you know, I'll, 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 this literally happened last week. Uh, there was a student that was crying at their desk. And I was like, hey, what's going on? And she was like, I'm worried that I'm not going to get a great grade on this test. And I really want a great grade. And I was just so like, she's she's in the future. Correct. Right. She's she's ruminating on the future and it's like spinning out of control in her head as she's like, I'm not going to get a good grade and my parents aren't going to be happy and I'm going to be upset and yada, yada. And I was just like, hey, hey, we don't need any of that. What do we need to do right now? We need to breathe. We need to calm down. We need to just focus on what's in front of you. All of that mental energy that she's dedicating to thinking about her grade and her parents and her future feelings of whateverness is pulling her away from the present moment where what she should be doing is just slowing down, taking a breath, and tackling the problem that's in front of her. And literally, when I, when I went through that process of helping her breathe and calming her down, and then redirected her attention onto the problem in front of her, connect, connect and redirect. She said, Oh, I know how to do this one. (laughs) Boom, she was happy again, right? So just being able to slow down And do, for her, that problem was a mundane task, right? To let go of all that whatever, all of that future, all of that past, and just be here now, that re-centered her. Now, probably, you know, some some students do that by nature um, or because they've had the training in mindfulness. Um, Some students need a lot of practice and a lot of coaching around that. But I would say this book, to bring it back to the question, this would be book is good for anybody that wants to find that tranquility. How do we get that happiness? How do we get that sense of peace from just doing the stuff we do every day, driving to work, right? Uh, Washing the dishes, chopping wood, mowing the lawn. How do we find happiness in those mundane tasks? This book is definitely going to help. Yeah, I I am hundred percent with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, we're 
I don't want to say this book made me feel guilty, but this book did make me realize, you know, I'm grateful for all the relationships I have. And, um, you know, that there are relationships that I've neglected and I can do better at. Um, so I think I really want to give a, a, a shout out to, you know, all those people that are in my life mm-hmm. that have, that have helped me kind of create who I am. And I, the compost I, I, is you too, right? The, the compost. It's what a way to put it. The compost is me too. Yes. The, um, the, com- the flower yeah, is compost. Yeah. We have compost yeah. in us too. So it's okay. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah, which is something we haven't really gotten to in the book. We didn't even not, dig I, into I, that one. We're not, that's, that, we're not in going the book. To, it has but... to do with it has to do with flowers, and flowers are made up of compost. And yeah, you'll, read, you'll read have about to, the flowers in the book. You'll you'll, yeah, you'll be you better have to for read it. it. Yeah, but I'm excited to I'm excited on how this is going to change relationships for mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. and I I, I want to give a shout out to all those people who are in my life that I get to to use this on. And I, I'm sorry for them because we're going to be more present now. Mm-hmm. It's going to change some things for us. So they're either going to like it or they're going to not. But we'll, that's not a problem for me. That's it's it will. That sounds like a future talking. And I'm not going to think like that. I'm going to think about let's get present. Let's get real. Let's get moment momenty momentary moment. Let's, I mean, we are impermanent, so if we can be let's, momentary, let's, that's fine. Let's, <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I, I want to give a shout out to my colleagues at work. You, you know who you are out there um, who uh, give me their time and attention. Yeah. Um, and Because that is the best gift that you can give another person is your full time and attention. I remember yeah. the first time I actually remember experiencing that and it it was with a colleague and just feeling like I had their full attention like they weren't preoccupied with their cell phone or the person on the other side of them or the food in front of them or the drink next to them I had their full attention and I didn't have the words for it then but it really was such a gift I felt so loved in that moment Um, So if you want to help the people around you feel loved in that moment, give them your full attention, put your cell phone away, give them your full focus and attention. And you can do this just with any mundane task and you'll be happier too. Exactly. This was a good chat, my dude. That's great. Great chat. Um, Next episode is raising good humans. I like it. That sounds like a good idea. Let's try yeah. it. Yeah, we got five more episodes left in the season. Awesome. Surprising. Yeah. Over, well, five over. more books left in the season. We'll decide if we do more. Yes, more for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But thank you, my dude. My pleasure, my dude. Enjoy your uh was it spring yet? Enjoy your enjoy the rest of your weekend, I guess. I can do that. <laughs> Thanks, right. dude. Bye. Later. Our podcast was originally recorded on Zoom. Special thanks to Skillsoul on Pixabay for providing our intro and outro music. If you've enjoyed this podcast, uh, please hit the like and subscribe button 
on your podcast provider. Follow us on Instagram at Two Dudes Review Books. Let us know what you think we should review. Keep reading, keep learning, keep growing, keep pursuing what's important to you, and keep listening to our podcast. Stay thirsty, my friend. <laughs> I, I uh,